Hope Center. 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 Hope Center is love. Take out your Bibles, please. Your app, Bible app. I'm going to have several scriptures that we can look at together right there at home. I want you to take notes. I want you to partake and participate. Because the goal of the word is not to simply hear the word, but to do the word. Amen. So when we engage with the word, we partake in it. And we go beyond simply reading or hearing the word, but the word gets inside of our hearts and it begins to take root. I want to teach for a little while using as a subject, no root, no fruit. When there's no root, there's no fruit. People of God, God's work, when he does a work in a person, it always begins from the inside out. So it's very hard to maintain a front or a facade in the things of God when there hasn't been a work done internally. Because you can change your appearance, but if the inside has not been transformed, sooner or later, you will go back to the very place that you started. Yeah. That's very good. Because the work began outside and then you were attempting to bring the work from the outside in. But when God does a work in an individual, it begins from the inside out. That's why it's very dangerous when you come up into a church environment and we try to play the Holy Spirit and try to change the outside before allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to a person on the inside. Because the work of the Holy Spirit begins in our spirit first. God is spirit. So he deals with us in the realm of our human spirit. And when we are saved and justified, Romans chapter 5, not by works, but by faith in Christ Jesus alone. That work of justification, which is once and for all, begins in our spirit. And when our spirits are regenerated, then our mind, will, intellect, emotion, and then our, even our body and our physical appearance then is attempting to play catch up to what has happened in the spirit. So we are first justified by faith in Christ alone. But then we go through a process as believers called sanctification. Romans chapter 7, Romans chapter 8, which is a process which is ongoing. But the work first begins on the inside. That is why when Samuel went to anoint David, who was supposed to become king after Saul, he went down to Jesse's house and he saw Eliab. And when he saw Eliab, he saw he was tall and he was brilliant and he was elegant. And he said, surely this is the next king. And God said, that ain't him. That's right because he was looking on the outside and then and then he went to jesse the father and said you have any more sons jesse went through a whole rack of children he said is it this one he started going one by one by one by one lord said no 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 this one looked good he started like boy you got some muscles you look like you could be king (laughs) lord said no 
He said, do you have another son? They have forgotten about David. He said, I got one in the field. The Lord said, that's the one. Hey, the one that was forgotten. The one that was looked over. The one, some scholars have a theory, was born out of wedlock. That's why he was cast away and not with his other brothers. But yet in his place of rejection and abandonment, he would talk to God. When his families looked him over, he would be in the pastures. And he would say, my delight is in the law of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then a bear will show up. Ah! And then a lion. Gah! Preparing his spirit as a warrior. A worshiper and a warrior. But yet forsaken, forgotten, and overlooked by his family. And God said, that's the one. And the Lord ministered something powerful to Samuel. He said, you look at the outside of a man. I look at the heart. I look at the inside, the heart. So can I just, can I help people? Can I help people? You will have a hard time living a lifestyle of discipline for the Lord. We're in a, we're in a time of fasting and prayer. I didn't even do announcements. And, Lord Jesus, I feel your glory, so let me just flow. It's very difficult to live a lifestyle of discipline, the root there, discipline, disciple, because as disciples, we are to live a lifestyle of discipline. But it's very difficult for us to live a lifestyle of discipline outside if we don't live a life of devotion inside. See, when you love something or someone, you will change anything. I'm talking about when you love sports. Let's go there. There is nothing wrong with that. But when you love sports... Or if you wanted to be an athlete, boy, you didn't have money, but you'll be right. You'll be selling cookies. You'll be out in the streets. Your coach would say, go on the corner over there and go raise for your peewee jersey, peewee league jersey. And boy, you'll be out there. Why? Because you were devoted to something. And because you were devoted, you did not care the dangers of being in the street selling cookies. You would make sacrifices because you were devoted. Your devotion will result in discipline. When you are devoted to someone, see, because I'm devoted to my wife, I can't speak for anybody else, but I love my wife. If my wife one day says, I'm leaving you, I'm going to start packing my back too. And I say, where are we going? You ain't going nowhere. I'm going. Say, I'm leaving you. Wait, she start packing her bags, I'm going to pack my bag too. Where are we going? Vacation? You ain't going nowhere. We in this thing, someone say forever. Yeah. One thing that I learned, boy, when you love someone, You'll make sacrifices. Boy, you'll pull in whatever you got to pull in if you don't, got, you don't got funds for that engagement ring. Boy, you start asking people. Boy, you start f- fasting and praying. You start scrapping change. I was a broke college student when 
I met my wife really my senior year of, of, of high school uh, and became committed my, um, when I was going into college prior to that. So I didn't have anything, but boy, I will somehow, I'm a, I will make it happen because I said, man, I'm devoted. I love this girl. What she want? I'm going to try to figure this thing out. Where, where, where I got to get a part-time? What I got to do? What I got? And she'll be like, baby, you know, I, I don't like this when you do this. I'll be like, I'll change it. I'll change it. I'll change my clothes. I'll change what I got to do. I look. See, when you're, de when you're devoted on the inside, you'll make sacrifices on the outside. So you'll hear, now let me not go there. I'm going to save that for February. I'm going to talk about, because, you know. <laughs> so, you're, so you're waiting for somebody to make changes, but in their heart, they're not truly devoted. But that's for February. My wife and I will do a whole thing. But when you love the Lord Jesus, let's go there. Some of you read stories in the Bible and you say, that was him. I could never do that. That was the Apostle Paul. That was Peter. That was Esther. That was Deborah. That was Gideon. That was David. That was, that's not me. And we read the word of God as if it's a book of fairy tales and myths like they did not truly happen, these stories. And the lengths that these people were willing to go through, the sacrifices that they were willing to make, the fast that they were willing to, to present before the Lord, the offerings that they were willing to give God, their life, that they were willing to be martyrs for Jesus and give their life up for the sake of the gospel. And you'll say, boy, that's incredible, but that cannot be me. You know what the difference is? The devotion that they had mm -hmm. was such that they say, God, where, oh, that's good, that's good, that's good. God, wherever I need to go, I will go. Whenever you tell me to speak, I will speak. Wherever you lead me to go, I will be there. Whatever it is that you desire from me, my answer is yes, Lord. If I got to die for this thing, I'm willing to give up my very own life for I don't even count my own life worthy if I'm not in your will. Why were they willing to give up themselves? Why have I been willing over the last four years to sacrifice everything that I own and I have for the Lord Jesus? It's because I have said, God, I love you more than any possession. I love you more than my own life. I love you. I'm devoted to you. So when you are devoted, discipline doesn't become a problem. When you love your body, boy, you'll be up in the gym. Because you, you, you become disciplined when you are devoted to the end goal of something. And, and you'll be five in the morning, four in the morning, three in the morning, two times a day, meal prep, paying for this, paying for that. But baby, when we say, can we pray for about 10 minutes at 9.30 p.m.? If you were to apply what you, the same level of devotion. And if you were to realize, oh my God, I don't know why I'm going here. But if you were to apply that same discipline and fall in love with the Lord Jesus more than exterior things more than your own body more than the pleasures more than comfort more than conveniences discipline will not be a difficult thing at some point people of God as believers we have to assess whether we are truly bearing spiritual fruit fruit begins on the inside 
And when you are truly in the Lord, John chapter 15, remaining and abiding in him, producing fruit is not a difficult thing because it's not a work that you do. Producing fruit is a work of the Holy Spirit. We just simply have to yield and remain and abide in the Lord Jesus and fruit will be a result of that. At some point, you've been, you've, been, you've been at church for a little while now. You've got to assess, boy, has something changed in my life? Or am I still thinking the same things? Yeah. Do I still have the same habits? Do I still have the same practices? Have I won anybody to the Lord? Have I witnessed? Have I evangelized? Have I brought somebody to the knowledge of Jesus Christ? Have I, have I demonstrated with my lifestyle, with my character? What have I done for the Lord Jesus? Amen. Been in church 2, 3, 4, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Where, where is the fruit? Amen. At some point, and I'm not angry. I'm just excited. I want to. Okay. Y'all going. I'm just passionate. Someone say, Pastor's passionate. I'm not angry. Believe me. I love, I'm, I'm joyful today. I have joy. At some point, you've got to assess. And what is that assessment? You've got to heart, have a heart check. Because if there's no fruit, I've got to question my level of devotion. If discipline is not my lifestyle, then I have to go back to the heart. God, how is my heart? Because if you were to truly pray like David prayed, examine my heart, oh God. Search me. Is there anything within me that is hindering spiritual fruit from being produced and if there is anything, because of devotion, you pray these type of prayers. If there is anything in me that does not allow spiritual fruit to be produced, take it away. Amen. I'll release it. I will let it go. I will reject it. Why? Because what I want is for the name of Jesus to be glorified. And for people, here it is. I want to know him. This is my phrase and my saying. I know other people are saying. But my, my phrase, my life saying is to, is to know him and to make him known. Yes. So we got to get to that place in our spiritual walk at some point. Boy, you've been in this years. Let me not look because, uh, you know, people are going to get upset if I look at them. Let me look at the camera. <laughs> you got to. At some point, you've got to say, Lord, what is in my heart? Do, do I really love you or do I love myself more? Do I really love you or do I love my job more? Do I love you or do I love my spouse more? Because you got to be careful. I, I love my wife, but boy, I know to not fall into idolatry. At some point, you have to say, you know what? I was somebody's spiritual fruit. Yeah. Somebody sowed a word into my life. Mm -hmm. Whether it was my mother, whether it was my neighbor, whether it was somebody on social media, whether it was a pastor, whether it was a leader. Someone sowed a seed into my heart. And because of that seed that was sown into my heart, here I am. At some point, you've got to say, freely I have received and freely I want to give. I also want to be someone that is bearing fruit in others. God takes this fruit bearing seriously. As I studied the scripture, boy, there was, I was overwhelmed, Lewis. I was overwhelmed, my son, of all the scriptures discussing fruit and fruits and this concept of bearing fruit and producing fruit. 
Psalm 1, just listen to me as I read it. Psalm 1 said, blessed is the one who does not walk in the step of the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But here it is, whose delight, whose devotion is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That's devotion, day and night. But the language there is saying that this was a constant thing, not simply in the day, not simply in the night. The language really in the original is saying that this was a thing that was on, on a daily, on an hourly, meditating day and night. Here it is. That person, verse 3, is like a tree planted by the streams of water. And it's yield, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Baby, when you begin to take root, you will produce fruit. But if you do not get planted in what God is doing, there will be no fruit. He takes this so seriously over there in Mark chapter 11, verse 12. The scripture says the next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Yeah, Jesus got hungry too. I'm glad to know that. Seeing in the distance, here it is, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. He went to find out if it had any fruit. <laughs> and here it is. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. Because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. My prayer for you is that when God searches your tree, that he doesn't just find leaves without fruit. Because here it is, how you sow will determine how you grow. Let's go there. Open your Bibles. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. Let's read this one together. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm taking the slow walk today. It's good already. I'm taking the slow walk. Taking the scenic route. Like Y'all like the scenic routes? Yes. Okay, okay. The Bible declares, whoever, what? Sows to please their flesh from the flesh will, what? Reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Come on, let's read that together. I, you may have a different version, but let's do it together. Let's read it together. It says, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Where you sow or how you sow will determine how you grow. There is a thing that I teach often about. It's called the law of reciprocity, meaning that what you sow is what you will reap, meaning that what you get out of a thing will be the thing that you put in it. So you cannot make withdrawals into something that you have not made deposits into. If you were to practice that on your checking account, you will have a hard time if you have not made withdraw, if you have not made deposits and then you're in need and you're trying to make withdrawals, what is it going to tell you? It's going to say decline negative. Mm -hmm. Because you can only get out of a thing what you have put in it. That's the law of reciprocity. But the difference between something like a checking account, that when it comes to the things of the spirit, it, see the things of the spirit are not summed and added up. Things are multiplied. So when you sow in spiritual things, it's not a one-to-one -one ratio, but things are multiplied. Come on. Come on. 
Uh, that's good to know. That's a, that's a whole nother preaching, but that's good to know that God can multiply the few things that I have, the loaves and the fishes. He, it was just a few of it, but Jesus said, I can multiply this thing. He said, be fruitful in, the, in Genesis. Let's go to the Garden of Eden. Hello, Adam. Be fruitful and multiply. multiply. <laughs> Amen. So, what do I want you to understand? This year, 2021, we have got to sow in chasing and pursuing after God. Amen. Uh, the um, amens were, oh my God, they were weak. Amen. Give me a capital letters on the chat. A big amen. Let me say it again. 2021, our pursuit, what we should be going after more than anything is the presence of God. That should be our priority. That should be our pursuit. Because everything will be added. Yeah. Matthew chapter 6. Yeah. Our steps will be directed. But, but first we must trust. Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter 3. So it begins with devotion first. You're trying to make things happen and establish your plans. Here's my plan, Lord. This is what I wanted. But have you gone to his presence? Right. Thank you in the back. Praise the Lord for your life. This is what I want, God. This is where I want to be. This is what I want to. But have you gone after the presence? I want to let people know that are watching me. If you want to see success, if you want to see spiritual fruit, if you want to see God move in your life like never before, it will not come pursuing the added things, but it will come out of your devotion and seeking after the kingdom of God. Is there anybody that has committed that in this year, more than my plans, I want the presence of God. More than my will, I want the will of the Lord to be fulfilled in my life. More than my words coming to pass, I want the word of the Lord to come to pass in my life. Is there anybody that can lift their hands and say, God, I want your presence. I want devotion. I want your light. Someone shout, I want your light. Someone say, I want your light. See, something interesting about a seed, that it will always grow in the direction of light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And in another passage, he says, you are the light of the world. When you sow into the presence of God, you will grow in the direction. Haven't you realized that seeds don't have muscles or ears? But yet they know to grow in the direction of light. Wow. It's a phenomenon that scientists have been, been able to, to really explain because it's, it's supernatural. It's God's creative ability where he created the plants, the seeds, and the firmament, and, and, and the birds, and everything. This ability for seeds to grow in the direction of light is called phototropism. It knows inherently that, ah, a seed knows that if it is in good and fertile ground, and it's receiving water or rain. All it needs, the last element is light. That's good. And it begins to grow in the direction of the light. This year more than ever. May your prayer be, God, I want your light. 
God, I want your presence. God, oh, I want to sow in prayer like I never have. I want to sow in devotion like I never have. I want to sow in seeking the counsel of your word like I never have. It don't matter what hour of the day it is. I want your light. More than my desires, I want your light. I want to grow in the direction of your light. I want to go where your presence is leading me to go. I want to surround myself with people that are being led by the light, not being led by themselves. I want to be in the light. I want to be a part of a church that is in the light. I want to let you know, Hope Center family, that you are a part of a church that is going after the light, the presence. The light of God. Yes. Galatians chapter 5. Let's go there. Let's go there. And I'm a, I might have to do a part two to this because uh, for sake of time. Let's go there. Five, uh, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Verse 19, just a chapter prior to where we were just at, Galatians 6. Now, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. The acts of the flesh are, my translation in the NIV says, are obvious. Uh -huh. wow. <laughs> See, fruit is evidence mm. of what's inside. Mm. What you produce, what you speak, how you live, lets me know what's inside. Right. Why? Not because I'm judging, but because the Bible declares that the acts of the flesh are obvious. Wow. <laughs> Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry, uh, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But he's like, let me present the other side when you sow in the spirit. <laughs> but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. This is so we can see the evidence or the fruit of someone who sows into the flesh. You see the result is obvious. Mm -hmm. Amen. And you see when someone sows into the spirit, it's obvious. Yeah. You will be known by what you have sown. Wow, you will be known by what you have sown. Matthew chapter 7. Let's go. We're reading Bible today. I'll give you time. You will be known by what you have sown. Matthew chapter 7 verse 16. God, I give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16. Are you there? Yes. Yes. It says, what by their? Uh, you will recognize them. Yeah. 
Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears what? Good fruit. But a bad tree bears what? Bad fruit. <laughs> a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. In 2021, I'm not simply listening to you by your words. Come on now. Wow. I'm going to say, where's your fruit? <laughs> In 2021, you have to determine because you've been following what people have been saying for years and there's been no change. You got to say this year, I want to see fruit. See, a farmer knows that if a ground is not producing, it's not fertile. It knows that it has to move from that ground and go into a ground. If I got good seed. All I need is good ground, yeah. rain and the light. So, so, so there are certain things that we got to understand when it comes to spiritual matters that when you are sowing into your spirit, you will produce fruit. Amen. This year, I want you to assess the quality of fruit that you're producing. We've got to move past being awe, in awe or astonished or amazed by talent. Or charisma. That's right. That's There's got to come a time where we are people of character. Yes. Wow. See, see, gifting and charisma that's here today, gone tomorrow. That's, right. that's the appearance. But when someone is a person of character, it means that there's been something that's happened inside. A person of character values authenticity more than appearance. A, a person of character and integrity is a person that is whole. Did you know that the term integrity comes from the root word integer? Integer is a mathematical word where it means that something, a number is whole. It means that it's not divided. So when you are a person of integrity, it means that you are not divided, meaning divided in thought. I'm here, here today, and I'm there tomorrow. I'm one foot here, one foot in the other. No, baby. When you want to bear fruit, you've got to make up in your mind and say, listen, I've been divided before. I have my foot in here. I have my foot over there. I have my foot everywhere. But this year, I want to be whole. I want to be a person of integrity. I want to be an integer. I want to be solid. I, want to be, I don't want to be ambivalent. A person that is double-minded is unstable in all of their ways. A person that is ambivalent is divided. You've got to make up in your mind that you want to bear spiritual fruit. You've got to be whole because people will know you you by the seeds that you have sown they will know you by your fruit they will know you by your fruit john 13 did you just re, just listen to me while i while i read it john 13 35 uh 13 35 excuse me by this everyone will know that you are my disciples you know it's cute when we you know we've we've all said it you know uh, one of my favorite rappers back in the day had a saying, tattoo, a whole thing, song. Only God can judge me. Only God. Amen. Only God. That's a cute saying. You know, we all said it. Only God can, when people, you know, they try to give you sound advice. Right. <laughs> you judging me. No, baby, I'm not judging you. Right. No, no, no. You judging yourself. Mm-hmm. Based on your fruit. When you go to, <laughs> can I help somebody? <laughs> baby, when you go to the grocery store, you have to make a judgment call. Right. <laughs> Come on, Pastor. That's good. 
You can't do that during pandemic and all that. I, I, but, but you know, boy, our grandmas and our mothers, they had the technique. They knew slap twice on the one under, you know. So when you, you were making a judgment call based on the fruit that you had in your hand, you had to, you had to really make a, make a call on the content. You had to really make a call on the effect of the fruit. The, what was inside of it. You know, there's some fruit, it look good on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Avocados. Mm-hmm. Boy, be, ain't that the worst, by the way, because yeah. I love avocados. Yes. Ain't it the worst when you get some avocado, you slice that thing all Black. bruised and, yeah. Yeah. oh my. You get, you ever look forward to some fruit and that thing look good and yeah. succulent, or as Kalea would say, delicious and nutritious. Yeah. <laughs> and then you slice open that thing and, oh, you got to throw it away. Yeah. You see, you got you to gotta make a decision based on the content of character. This year, my prayer is that you would really assess your manner of living. You would really assess not only the outside, but the content of character. You should really pay attention to the effect of our lifestyle. When I go into a place, are people inspired? When I go to a place, do I reflect the light of Jesus? Or do I make people want to run away from Jesus because of my conduct and my lifestyle? I'm not judging you, you know. I'm just, I'm just observation and counsel based on fruit. You got to make a decision. This year, when I go to my workplace or when I'm on Zoom and I see all the chaos, God used my life to impact. When I speak to people, let me not just speak my own words, but let me speak a word in season to someone that comes directly from the Holy Spirit that will impact their lives. This year, use my life, God. May my life produce fruit. I want you to lift your right hand. Lift your right hand. Right there where you are, lift your right hand. I speak and declare over your life. May your life bear spiritual fruit like never before. And as I'm saying, I declare over your own life. My life will bear fruit like never before. My words will will be of impact. I will be a person of character. My life will reflect the light of Jesus. May the life, the power, the presence, the anointing of Jesus shine through your life. May you bear spiritual fruit like never before. May you evangelize and witness through your example. May you show people the goodness of God. May you demonstrate to them the power of Jesus through your life and your spiritual fruit. Someone shout, I receive it. You've got to take action. When you sow into the spirit, you'll reap. In the spirit. Here it is. Begin to believe again for your unsafe friends and family members. Because perhaps they got discouraged by faith because of your conduct and your lifestyle. Because they believed in you and they were modeling after you. They were looking at your example and perhaps you were divided. But this year. I'm decreeing and declaring. That you will tell me 
Pastor, I took that word. I became devoted. And then all of a sudden, my brother, all of a sudden, my sister, that knucklehead, I've been praying for them for years. And it just seemed like something is happening. God is doing something. My mother that I've been praying for, my father, my, my relatives, my friends, my, my neighbors, these people I've been praying for. I don't know what happened. Can I tell you what happened? You started bearing fruit. And when someone sees good fruit, they want to taste it. It wasn't until I became deeply devoted with God that I saw things shift, shift and change in my own family. As a consequence, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have conversations. You know, you've been trying to pull it. I didn't have conversations. The fruit that my family was seeing, they said, I want to taste that. Amen. When you have good fruit, people will want to taste the fruit of the goodness of God in your life. Maybe your testimony was that you weren't devoted last year. Maybe you were divided. Maybe you weren't sowing into your spirit. But this year, you will see with your own eyes. As you determine to bear spiritual fruit, as you go there with God in devotion, you will see that the fruit that you produce will begin to feed the hungry. Yes. There's people that are hungry for God. There's people that are broken. There's people that are needy. There's people that are hurting. And they're waiting for someone to bear fruit. They're waiting for someone to really live this thing out. They're waiting for somebody to really walk their faith out. They're really waiting for somebody. They, they, they already heard the sermons and then they saw how people were living. And they were like, man, I don't want that. But when they look at people at Hope Center, my God, the people at Hope Center will inspire people, will encourage people by this all men will know that you are my disciples and that you love one another, that you are bearing spiritual fruit and that you are living this thing out. People will know. You don't have to preach to them. You don't have to tell them. They will know our God is real. I have determined in my heart and my spirit. I don't know if there's anybody else on the chat. But I said this year, God, I'm deepening myself more in your presence like a seed that has to be planted in good ground and, it, and here it is sometimes when you're in the presence it feels like you're being buried but the seed understands that though it feels like it's being buried in the ground it's producing life within them yes. there, uh, there will be tests and challenges this year that will make you feel like you're being buried under the circumstance but I want to prophesy over you that what you think was going to kill you in 21 will be the very thing that God will use to bring life and fruit out of you because when you are rooted that's when you give fruit if there is no root, if you are not planted, if you go another year just simply hearing the announcements, get plugged in, get connected. That's me doing my own voice. <laughs> 
be a part of the community. And we just, every Sunday, every week, every day, and we and my pastors are encouraging and praying for you, but you yourself have no, no devotion, no desire to get planted. You will not bear fruit. I wanted to bear fruit. I want things to change on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit can do it. And what, what he does inside, it will begin to affect the outside. When there's root, there is fruit.